Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X comrades, Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. I'm glad to have you today. Thank you so much for your emails and your LinkedIn posts and all your interaction. You know, we started this podcast about a year ago, and we've been uh, at it for 52 weeks. And I do appreciate it. I know these things are hard to launch because there's so many podcasts. And I just want to tell you that I appreciate uh, listeners. And also, I appreciate you sending it on to other people because I know that's how we've grown this thing. Today, I want to talk about a topic that um, is becoming clearer to me that there's a problem. As I've worked with sales teams and salespeople over the last umpteen years, umpteen, what does that mean? Umpteen, uh, more than three, less than 50. The notion of scalability has always been interesting to me. And by scalability, I mean, I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. But I mean that the idea that we can improve and grow our business in a different way than just hard labor. You know, the, we learned this in, I don't know if it was science, I guess it would have been physics or science, the idea of a lever, or as my sixth grade science teacher called it, a lever, and we never knew what he was talking about. But maybe he's right. Uh, a lever or a lever is the, is the tool that you can move things with no more strength. It's, it's a way to hack the movement of heavy items. And uh, that's obviously not the physics definition of it, but that's my definition for the podcast because I'm a simple-minded guy. But the question is, how do we get any leverage in sales? If you have a sales territory, if you're a VP of sales, sales manager, sales leader, customer service, VP, CEO, you want a business that is scalable. You want that if you're a, a leader of a company. You want that if you're a territory manager. You want a scalable business, and most aren't. When I start working with a firm, I typically am looking for scalability, and I don't find it very often. In fact, I rarely find it. It happened about a month ago. I started working with a client who had built a territory. It was a coaching client. He had built his territory. He was a, probably a $300,000 a year person, and he had built systems. And I looked at them, and they were really well done. They were intricate. They were a little bit complex, but his, the nature of his business is a complex business, and he is an engineer, so I understood that. But I, I want to talk to you today about 10 characteristics of a scalable system, and I want you to think about this for yourself. And there is a freebie. Just go to billkasky.com forward slash 83 download to get it. Characteristics of a scalable system. And I want you to think about this because 
if you were to grow your income, 2x your income, 5x it, you got to have a system. Uh, as I always say, you, you, you can't, if you're working 50 hours a week now and earning $150,000 a year, let's just say, if you want to get to 300, you can't work 100 hours a week. You just can't. So you've got to find systems, and these systems have to be leverageable and scalable. So number one is it's got to have a filter. You've got to be able to filter out prospects that don't fit, or we'll just call them suspects, or as my, one of my uh, colleagues used to call it, a prespect. A prespect is somebody who, not even a suspect yet, let alone a prospect. So you've, your system has to filter out people who you don't want to waste time with. Sorry about the directness of that, the whole time-wasting thing, but you've got a life to live. You've got value to distribute. You've got customers to acquire. You can't afford to waste a lot of time with people who don't buy. And do you know what the average closing percentage is today in sales, in sales and business development? It's less than 15%. So already we can see the problem. 85% of the time we're working with people who are not going to buy. So number one, it's got to have a filter. Number two, it's got to be dialable. Dial upable and dial downable. Ooh, that's interesting. Bill, what brings you to that conclusion? Well, by dial upable or dial downable or dialable, I mean you've got to be able to feather it. If you need more leads, if you need if you want to generate more business, you dial it up. Maybe you've become so busy that you can't handle any more business. You don't want to sh- you don't want to shut the faucet off, but you want to dial it back a little bit. What I find is most people don't have any dial at all. So is your system dialable? Number three, it works when you don't. It works when you're absent. It works when you're on vacation. A scalable system works when you're out doing what maybe you're best at, and that is being in front of prospects and clients and helping them solve problems and delivering value in whatever way you deliver value. So is your system working when you're not? When you're away on vacation, if you decide to take a month off uh, this summer or this fall, does your business continue? Does Does the system continue? Number four, characteristic of a scalable system. It requires investment. You may have to invest some money up front, either in a website or in a calendaring system or whatever those components are. And we'll talk about that in in upcoming episodes too. But it might require some investment. But if you can double your business, if you can go from $150,000 to $300,000 a year, what are you willing to invest for that? That's how great CFOs and financial people look at investments. I don't find salespeople typically look at it that way. They look at it from what's in my bank account, what can I budget, what do I feel it's worth just generally. No, a good, a good return on investment requires a projection of a return and an investment. If you can take your business up from $150,000 to $300,000, what's that worth? Tell me what that's worth to you. Is it worth a grand? I would hope so. Is it worth a hundred grand? Nah, probably not. So you've got to decide what you're willing to invest to generate this scalable system. Number five, it requires thinking through the buyer journey. It requires you to think, okay, if I'm trying to reach, I don't know, accountants, what's on the accountant's mind? We know what's on the accountant's mind between, I don't know, February 1st and April 15th. But after that, what's on their mind? 
is generating new business on their mind? Probably is. Is getting more out of their current client base on their mind? Probably is. Is it trying to stay healthy and, and uh, fit on their mind? I don't know. I don't know that market very well, but maybe it is. You've got to think through what's on the customer's mind and what's the journey that they will take. Will they download something from you? Will they watch a video that you where you talk about those pains and issues? So it requires a thought process and a sequence of thought. You've got to put that into it. It's, it is, you know what, of all these things, that's the most difficult work is sitting there, not calling on people, not cold calling, not sending out crappy emails and, and brochures that don't work is sitting there in a room with a whiteboard with a colleague or with your marketing person or, or with some kind of, I would even say it's not a marketing person. It's more of an optimization person, someone who looks at things and says, how do we optimize that? Could even be an accountant actually, and requires you to think through the buyer journey. All right. Number six, I know we always think about systems when it comes to lead generation. We just want more at bats. If we just had more at-bats, if we just got invited in more often, we can handle the rest. But here's what I find. You can't handle the rest. If the rest is not systematized too, once you get into a prospect and you find this prospect has some potential and they seem to have the kinds of problems that you like to see and can solve, there's still the whole sales process you've got to systematize and orchestrate and organize. So it's not just the lead generation. You need to think about systematizing and scaling your entire sales process. Number seven, characteristic of a scalable system, your process must be documented. You've heard me talk on this podcast before about how disappointed generally I am in all of our, and I'm including me, ability to document things. We just don't do it. We put it up in our head and we think that, well, you know what? Nobody's ever gonna, going to do this but me, so why do I need to write it down, for God's sakes? I mean, it's in my head. But if you expect to scale, you're going to have to have talent, talented people, others, help you. If you're earning $500 an hour when you're in front of a prospect, let's just say that the average deal nets you $10,000 and it takes you about... 20 hours to close the deal. I'm just using examples here that I can calculate, simple math mind. That's about $500 an hour. So if you're doing things that aren't, aren't leading to a $500 an hour outcome, you're wasting time. You've got to think like entrepreneurs think and say, can I hire a $40 an hour person or a virtual assistant or a $20 an hour, an intern to do the things that I'm doing that takes me away from the $500 an hour time? And that's hard because you have to let go of stuff. The only way to do that is to document. You've got to have something documented. Number eight, is it predictable? Aaron Ross wrote a book called Predictable Revenue. I like it. I like that book. It's a little bit, it's a little bit much for the small business person or for the sales professional. But is your system predictable? When you put three inputs in, do five outputs come out? Facebook ads is a good example. If you're running Facebook ads right now, you know the drill. The drill is you've got to constantly be tweaking, looking at the numbers, looking at the stats, looking at your investment. If you're not running Facebook ads, it might be a good idea to explore that. 
or LinkedIn ads too work the same way. LinkedIn ads, a little bit harder to target. But the point there is that when you're doing digital advertising, you can say, when I put in $1,000 worth of money into my till, I get $1,200 out or whatever I get out. You need to know those numbers. And that becomes predictable. Number nine, it allows for shortening or leverage. And what I mean by that is it's only when you have a scalable system that you can start to toy around with a little bit and and rework it and tweak it and modify it and say, you know what, whenever I do this, I go from 5.5 calls to 4.5 calls. Or whenever I ask to see the CEO on the first call, the the deal always closes 50% quicker. You've got to start tweaking and modifying these things. But until you have a scalable system, you don't know what to tweak or modify. A good system allows for shortening and hacking. Now, you can't, you got to be careful. You don't want to hack it so much that you don't make the sale at the end. And number 10, it requires, this could be the, 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 the king of all of these, it requires a redirection of your effort. At, cert, at a certain time, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whenever you got into the sales game, you started down a path of how you were going to invest and spend your time. And I did too. And we have, let's just, again, let's just say 50 hours a week. I know some of you don't work that much. Some of you work more. You have 50. So the question is, how do you invest those 50? And if you're going to build a scalable system, you've got to redirect how you spend that time. And you may spend less time on the phone filing through phone calls, trying to get somebody to hopefully pick up the other end, and you may spend more time writing an article that generates thousands of views. We just had a, a video, I don't know if it, I would say it went viral, but on LinkedIn uh, that generated 4,000 views, a video that took us like five minutes to do. So that's an example of leverage. Now, what led to it? A couple of conversations actually came from it. I don't know whether there's any money that comes has come from it yet. There hasn't, but there might be. I've got a couple of prospects from it. But the point there is that I devoted, instead of devoting two hours to that, to a cold calling, I devoted a couple hours to thinking through the video and to shooting the video and editing it and putting it up. You've got to change your assessment of your effort if you're going to build a scalable business. So I hope that is useful for you. Once again, there was a uh, freebie. If you didn't download it, go to billkasky.com forward slash 83 download. I uh, put a little paragraph under each one of these and had you assess yourself, had you grade yourself. And I want you to think about this. And in subsequent episodes, we can talk a little bit more about systematizing your business. But I wanted to give you the characteristics of it first, because I think that's a good place to start. If you want more information on me and some of the work that we do at Caskey, you can go to BillCaskey.com. There's uh, plenty of free resources there. And there's a freebie up there right now that will help you quick start your business into the 2x category, doubling up, doubling your revenue and income. So go to BillCaskey.com. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to the 2x podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.